Hey, Susie. Hey, Steve. We're back. We are. We're back, baby. (laughs) Was that Austin Powers creeping in just for a minute? (laughs) Yeah, baby. Just a bit. And what are we? Well, we're all about resilience and how people get through tough times, find their mojo and all that. Yes, that's our particular beat. It is. And aren't we finding some interesting stories along the way? We certainly are. I've noticed something. I'm sure you would feel the same way as well. That There's a bit of a theme going on here that how people do resilience and recovery is different. Well, that makes sense. People are different. Put that way, it sounds like, well, duh. But I, I do think there's something quite important about that. I like it when I can say something that makes you feel like you're... Because <laughs> 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 that's what happens to me all the time. Okay, go on. I think there's a kind of a myth or a model about the way that people are treated for mental health problems or, you know, emotional, psychological problems. And it's built on the medical model, which is to say that if you are sick, you go and see the doctor and she doesn't really very much care to know too much about you. She doesn't need to know that much about you typically. If you need antibiotics, you'll get the same antibiotics as I would get if I had the same sickness. Yeah, yeah. Above the shoulders, I don't think it's like that. I think people are so different in their start points, how they think about the world, even how they experience the world, and what it takes to put them back together again. Is this not the difference between physical ailments and mental health or emotional well-being, personality? Absolutely. For example, the last episode that we did of the first series, remember Andy? Yeah, of course. How could I forget? Diagnosed with ADHD in his 50s. He spoke so movingly about how he changed his his view of the world, but, but more importantly, his view of himself. And I thought about that so much because his way of experiencing the world, you know, he thought he was an arsehole because everyone else thought he was an arsehole. And when he was comparing himself to other people and thinking, they can do this, I can't do this, they can do that, I can never do that, I must just be an arsehole. That was his very colourful and oft-repeated term for it. I've been meaning to ask, you knew Andy before his diagnosis. Was he in fact an arsehole? Hmm, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or rather, that's what I could never understand about him because he made a great writer. He was on a magazine that I was editing and then I became the publisher of that magazine and he became the editor. He was a great writer and a terrible editor. And I could never understand how someone could do one so well, could be so poor at the other. Because they usually go hand in hand. Yes, like they're, they're a similar skill set, but one needs focus and the ability to give detailed attention. Yeah, and he talked about that in some detail and how different he found it. He, I think he said that his first job as the writer was the best job he ever had, and then the second job as the editor was the worst job that he ever had. Back to where you were going, we're discovering more about how people approach the world. Yes, and... Steve Carey's theory, the tragedy of the human condition is that we compare our insides to other people's outsides. You know, that we think we know what other people are going through because we've got some sense of what it would be like if we were in their shoes, but we have no sense at all of what it would be like to be them. Yes, and I think that that effect is exaggerated now in the last 10 years because of social media. We are bombarded with the surface images of the way other people are living their lives. There's a 
very famous philosophical article called What Is It Like to Be a Bat? in which the author concludes that bats are so different. They live their lives upside down and flying and they find their way around by sonar and all sorts of different things about them that we cannot imagine what it is like to be a bat. And there's a recent documentary on Netflix about the relationship between a man and an octopus. And when you look at that octopus, its way of experiencing the world is so different from ours that we can readily believe that we cannot imagine what it's like to be a bat or an octopus. But we think we can imagine what it is like for me to be you or you to be me. Yes, I know how you feel. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) So in our second series, we've got some great examples of that lined up. I'm very excited about it. And uh, what a pleasure to be back behind the mic as well. (laughs) It is. Let's get cracking. Let's do it now. Okay.